MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Thursdays, always a hell of a show here on the network. Uh, coming up today, we have Nigel Seeley, his best bets in soccer. Brad Powers in 90 Minutes, College Football, Mike Palman Studio, and Paul Charchian with some uh, fantasy and player prop angles for tonight and Sunday in the National Football League. How are you feeling today? Pretty good. Last night was uh, kind of fun. Yeah, not bad. I mean, let's see, a couple college football games, overtime, the Aces win, we got drama in the ALCS. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's to be a fun day today and a uh, couple days left where we got two baseball games. Yep. And tonight, the Thursday night game is where we are going to begin with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road, taking on the New Orleans Saints. And across the board now, Paulie, the Saints are favored by one. The total is 40. And so the point spread has been a little bit back and forth this week. Remember, it opened up Pickham, got as high as three when it looked like uh, there's a good chance Trevor Lawrence might not play in the game. And then with the reporting going on this week, Lawrence coming out saying the progression on the knee has been really good in a span of like 48 hours, better than he thought it was going to be. But I will tell you that uh, after the news yesterday, where the Jaguars signed backup quarterback Nathan Rourke off the uh, practice squad, I think that's a pretty telltale sign of where Trevor Lawrence is tonight in this game, right? I would say not close to 100% based on that news. And I wonder if there'd be a prop up, like will two quarterbacks take a snap tonight for the Jags? Because I would, I would like to look yeah. at that number and say, yeah, I think that's possible. I already have the Saints. I'll go down with the ship, see what happens with Lawrence. Uh, I certainly love the Saints if it's Beathard. He's 2-10 career in the NFL. Uh, you got so many injuries you're dealing with with both sides here. And it's a big opportunity for New Orleans. I mean, e- even if you're going against the Lawrence, he's compromised. And certainly it's not the end of the world if you get beat. Because as you've talked about many times, this schedule is so easy. But this stretch they have that starts tonight where it's the Jags, the Colts, the Bears, the Vikings, the bye week. You know, you play the Lions. Other than that, there's only one team that's on the schedule after this with a winning record, and right. that's Tampa. And when you play them, they might be under 500. So if they can get this offense figured out, because, again, we know top five defense, and they're so good in this, this underrun, if they just can get average play here from Carr, that they're going to win this division. And, uh, I mean, nine wins should get it done. Look at this schedule. Look at this. Giants, Rams, Atlanta, Carolina. Oh, I mean, it's and how it sets up here. If you get this one tonight, you're certainly cooking going into the bye. Okay. So defensively, it needs to be pointed out that Jacksonville has been really good this year. Defensive DVOA, they are seventh overall in the league. A strong number for this team. They are sixth against the rush, tenth against the pass overall, and their numbers grayed out pretty high across the board. However, <clears throat> having said that, Paulie, 
some key injuries in this game for the Jags on offense and on defense. And on defense, there is no Tyson Campbell, cornerback for this team, at Pro Football Focus, where they grade every single player in certain categories. Through six weeks of the season, they have Tyson Campbell graded out as the number one cornerback in football against the run. So that part will be missing tonight. Kamara has had an okay start since coming back. They're giving him a lot of touches. It's not like he's ripping off a ton of huge runs or anything like that. But uh, not only that, but in, in other areas, Tyson Campbell's absence will be missed tonight. They're also without Zay Jones. And now check this out, too, on the offensive line. Walker Little has been ruled out. He's not playing tonight. And Brandon Scherf as well. He is questionable for the game. Then you have get a both tackles out for the Saints. So Ram checks yeah, the, yeah. out, too. So that's, uh, yeah, welcome to Thursday night football with everyone hurt. You can throw it on Jacksonville. 31st against the pass, but we'll see if Carr can take take advantage of that. I mean, that's that remains to be seen. And, and certainly he threw for 350 last week, but couldn't get it in the end zone here. So I like everything under. Everything under. Game, longest touchdown, uh, give me the props. But, but again, this 15-1 and one under run for the Saints going back here. Just been uh, astonishing what they're doing. And it's, you know, again, uh, why all these unders? And why the historic run and the 13-2 and two week we just had? Well, teams are 53% in the red zone going back that's here. Right. So that's, again, is what we've talked about, the red zone issues with several of these teams. I would actually look at, uh, take a peek at the field goals to go over. That might be one thing that you want to look yeah. at in this game tonight because of that. Now, rushing attempts, this is uh, playing into the total, right? A lot um, against going under 40 here, or I should say making the case here for the under 40. Rushing attempts per game. Jaguars run the ball 30 times plus per game. They are seventh in the league. Saints run it 28 times. They're 10th. Rushing uh, yards per attempt. The Jags 3.8, which ranks out at uh, 23rd overall. The Saints 3.4 yards per attempt, tied for 27th. So they like to run the football, but they're not great at it so far in the year. Passing yards per attempt. Jags 6.8, which is 20th in football. Saints 6.5. You're going to get a lot of underneath and dinking and dunking (laughs) from Derek Carr. That's 24th overall in the league. Yards per drive. Jacksonville, 18th in the league, Saints 22nd. But there's this now. When you look at seconds per play, especially in a neutral game state in this game on paper here, basically a, it's a flip, you know, coin flip game uh, with the Saints being a one-point favorite. Neutral game state, so within seven points. Jacksonville snaps the ball at the seventh fastest rate in the entire league. The Saints, the fifth fastest rate. And when the Saints are trailing, that goes up to the fourth fastest team in football. So keep that in mind tonight when you might see these two teams playing a little bit faster than uh, you would have expected going into the game. Do you like any player props if it's Beathard? I don't like Ridley over anyways with a Lattimore assignment. And it's not going to be right. What are they going to do in the passing game? And then you can't run on New Orleans. So then what does that mean for Etienne? And and, and so so this is just tough to be on this early in the morning and then half the – Half the roster here was questionable, and we don't know key players in and out as well. Yeah, so. I would be looking at unders in this game, like you said, right? And that goes for the player props as well. I'm yes. looking at Etienne so far and the defenses that they've played against the run. They've played some okay defenses. Lately, by the way, Etienne has been really good. Uh, he had two touchdowns against Indy, but again, 18 carries, 55 yards. That's not great. Against Buffalo, was really he really shredded that defense. He had 26 for a buck 36 and two touchdowns. Buffalo defense is uh, number 12 in DVOA against the run. But against Atlanta, ranked ninth, he had 20 for 55. That's no good. Against KC, their rush defense is 21st in DVOA. He had 12 for 40. Could never really get it going. So he's had, I would, I would say, success in you know, two or three games this year. Uh, I know he had the two touchdowns last week, like I said, but 18 carries for 55 yards, you need better than that. So I don't like where are, and when you look at uh, EPA per play with the explosive plays, where are they coming from tonight? With both teams you know, having, and the Campbell injury is big, I get that, but the Saints defense has been borderline elite this year, you know, despite the uh, schedule that they've played. Do you see like any of these teams like hitting a, a home run at all? I don't see yes, it happening. Do. You do? I could see uh, a lave or something deep down the field from the Saints' perspective. Maybe against yes. the Jacksonville secondary could yes. be where it's coming from, but I don't. I don't think the Saints are going to have a lot of success running, and I don't think right. the explosive plays are going to be there for J- the Jacksonville offense in this game. The way it shapes up, so I love no score first five minutes if it's Beathard too. You're going to come out conservative anyways. 
And I know he's a veteran, but you don't want to make a mistake and get, you know. So that that's another prop to look at, too. Yeah. Uh, come out and, and, and first first quarter under. I mean, let's just play everything under tonight. Everything. And, and you know, game first quarter and all that. And even if it's Lawrence, he's going to be uh, he's going to be uh, compromised and, and, and damaged. Now, when he overall, you know, including this game tonight and the whole week, we have 13 games. When do you think it's time to maybe dial back betting some of these unders and look to go actually over? Like, when are we going to get regression, in your opinion, at some point? Because it will happen. I mean, you're not going to continue at 60% to the under the entire year. Well, okay, we got more win games. We have to check yeah, the we weather. Do. Now it's going to get cold. We still have a lot of backups playing at the quarterback position. And again, the red zone issues continue to be a big problem uh, around the league. I mean, you have, what are we at, 16 teams now average less than 21 points a game? Maybe it doesn't yeah. have. Maybe it's going to take a long time. I don't know. Maybe it's just this is what the season is going to look like. That could be. Red zone well, issues, backup quarterbacks, whatever. It, I mean, yeah, I think if you if like because the Tampa Bay Atlanta game touched 36 and a half yesterday for a total. So 37 is a key number on totals. A game can land 20 to 17, obviously. Um, but it touched 36 and a half. And then it came back a little bit uh, late yesterday. Like 36 and a half is a really low total. If we're going to see that as commonplace in the NFL, are we going to get 20 to 13 games every single one? Like that seems difficult to believe. I'm with you. Like points can be, can continue to be down across the board. In fact, this is the lowest scoring the league has been going back 15 years. Lowest amount of points, fewest yards that are put on the board as well. Uh, Our buddy uh, is going to be on the show tomorrow, Lou Finacaro. We'll talk about a great UFC card. He's also really good on the NFL. He wrote at his website, he thinks regression is coming this week. And the reason why is because you can't even really count the preseason. And he wrote that it takes a good month, maybe more than that, for these offenses and the line play to kind of gel and get used to each other before you can expect to see like some Christmas crispness. Is that a word? Um, out of these offenses well, across the well, board. Well, uh, it's, it's what you've been saying for years. It's one thing if you want to go for it. We're totally fine with being aggressive yeah what the hell are you drawing up though what are you doing in practice that's right some of these play calls you see on fourth down are hideous and i want to vomit so if most the reds, of them are if the red zone issues continue to be like this and and look no further than the monday night game if you're going to get eight minute drives that result in nothing and then the opponent is then backed up well i'll give that, you another that's one a, that's a great recipe for unders how about the last thursday night game go back a week chiefs and broncos yeah what are they doing taking the ball out of Mahomes' hands so often and calling that the nonsense with the uh, tush push with the backup tight end, I mean, come on! Out of the that was gonna, was that a field goal formation? Mm-hmm. And they tried to, you yes, know, yes. W- what? Why? You're way too cute at that point. Yep. If Bethard goes, would you get a little uh, frisky here, Saints survivor, or no? Can't trust Carr. Do you have any confidence in Bethard? Uh, no. Yeah. yeah. No. It's I, a top five fact, defense on the road. In fact, if it's Lawrence, I'd, I'm thinking of telling one of my buddies today let's consider saints tonight there you go Ooh, i like it yeah aggressive let's follow the money here on visa and the sports betting network paulie will run down everything that happened last night from a betting perspective in win some lose some next year on visa If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. 
And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Florida International Moneyline plus 185. Yes, Sam Houston came into the game 0-6 and they were favored. And they go down in overtime in a good comeback by uh, McIntyre and Florida International. The Aces, 2-1. to one. They go back-to-back. Back. They beat the Liberty on the road. I don't uh, follow it, but people who cover the sport didn't think the Aces were going to be able to compete. No Parker. Gray was out. They were down a couple starters. Mm-hmm. They're down nine at halftime, and they win the game? Uh, down by 12 in the second half. Wow. They have no depth whatsoever. They got me good. Yep. But, uh, look, if I'm going to lose like that, I'm totally okay with it. I mean, they showed absolute guts last night, phenomenal performance, and they, they had no business winning, and yet they kept, it was a terrible job by Liberty down the stretch. Absolutely yes. awful. They should be ashamed of how they closed out that game, and the final possession was like uh, Mickey Mouse for a college team. Yep. Stewart has got to go to the basket there. And she was pathetic last night. I mean, Stewart, you, you score there, you win the game. And she passes it up and you get a corner three that results in an air ball. All right, we talked about it yesterday. Alvarez, first at bat, exact outcome. Walker hit by pitch. Hit by pitch caches. Five, seven to one in that range. Hope some of you uh, were able to grab that. That was a great night. Between the Alvarez, everything over, and the Shures are everything under. Good night. Same game par- parlays came in oh, yeah. on the Mad Max stuff. All that cashed. That uh, the Alvarez, he was down 0-2 right away to Max. Yes, and then I'm yes. like, this is not going to end well. Oh, he got him in the foot. Okay, nice. What a mistake by Bochi. I can't believe he threw him. Uh, it's and I, he's going to do it. He will do it. It's an egregious error if he throws him in Game Seven. Oh, I think he'd, he'd have to be talked off the ledge. Oh, you cannot remember this guy was bad with the Dodgers. And they boot him off the mound in New York last year, game one. Again. He gave up seven runs against yeah. the Padres in game one. Mad Max is not getting it done in the postseason, but, you know, with a month off, you know he was going to be rusty. Young to hit two home runs, 35-1. to one. Altuve to go deep, 5-1. to one. Houston is 7-1 and one in that ballpark this year against the Rangers. They beat them four in a row, and they're plus 32 run differential as well. Subscribe, be part of the team, vcin.com. Our radio and podcast friends, you always want to see these tweets and videos. It's been too long. We go back to the Cincinnati Zoo, and it's pumpkin time. Halloween right around the corner. We got the whole crew here. We got Fiona. We got Fritzy. We got Tucker. And here it is where the pumpkin, just put that in, throw it in there for a snack. And then you see the 700-pounder. Fritzy wants a little uh, treat, too, trying to get it on the fun what's left over. Coming in. I'll take the scraps. Oh, an eight-pound pumpkin? Yeah, okay, right. no problem. Yeah, throw it in there. No problem. Sure. You know, a little slider here. I mean, this is great watching hippos eat watermelons and pumpkins. You I know, could watch it all day at the Cincinnati Zoo. We played that video yesterday of the golfers in Africa getting about 20 feet from the hippos who were fighting. Yeah. We got an email on that yesterday. Somebody who's been, like, over there and uh, been on a safari, and he said, you know, hippos kill more people than any other animal on the planet. He said those people getting that close are absolute absolutely. morons. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. It's not aware of the stats, but I believe it. There you go. Great shot. Great job at the Cincinnati Zoo. Look at the expression and the look on the dog's face here. 
He's in the hallway going for a walk, and then he sees the the the, the, the ghost there, the goblin, looking around. <laughs> He's like, "What is that?" The look back, he looks at the owner, like, "What? What is this at the end of the hall? I can't do this. I'm freaked out." You know, Dad, what is that? And are you, look are up, you sure we're walking down uh, here? Yeah, right. I got to no, tap on this. Back. This is not a good idea. And uh, as we mentioned yesterday, it's time for another edition of Inebriated Panda. Here we go. Coming right in. <laughs> and no that's chance. it. Yeah. Oh, come on. I hope the poor guy's okay. <laughs> I mean, he's climbing here. Then, oh, then, my. Uh, yeah. It, it's just... <laughs> th- th- I've never... There, there's nothing like him. It's like they're walking through life drunk. He makes and, uh, it one rung on the ladder, and then it's just yeah. like, I am... No prayer am I going to get over this thing. Forget about the Christmas gift. The guys behind the glass, I'm going to get them gummies. I mean, I, look, the pandas are on the gummies here. I mean, how they go through life. Just totally. Whoops. All right. That was fun. Let's do it again. Uh-huh. Very good. What are your thoughts? I was. I got in a good groove yesterday with house porn. Good groove. Now, look at this. There's, that's it. The, the, the bed and everything's outside. There's no wall there. There's nothing there. Look at that setup. Could you do that? Would you want to all in there? What a shot. What are the bugs like? <laughs> I know. That's my first question. But you're right there on the water. Is it, and built, is it built like into a mountainside or something? I don't like know, that? but I, I'm so intrigued. I can't get enough of that that Twitter handle. Uh, House porn on Twitter. Oh, and there'll be plenty of those coming up in the next few days on the program. One lose some. We're living in a society. The guy, great job by the guy. Middle of the night, he's at Aria. Look at this animal throwing dice barefoot. I mean, come on. I can't believe the pit boss doesn't say something. And the guy's, the guy's throwing dice. He's got this... He's barefoot sitting there on the carpet. Not to mention how dirty that is, too. Yeah. I mean... Well, my question is because, you know, he's standing up. It's kind of a high table. Does anybody see it there? Does the pit boss see point. it? Anybody? I mean, because if they notice that, I think it's going to be... Bad hey, angle. Pal, come on. It's got a bad angle. No doubt. Come on. We're living in society. One bad beat. Sam Houston money line. It's fourth and 18. They get a stop. The game's over. Florida International's quarterback takes off, gets the first down. They kick the game-tying field goal and win in overtime. Fourth and 18? He runs for it. Uh NBA starts Tuesday. No better time of the year to be a sports better. All the major sports going on. We're on this run here for 50 straight days with a football game. Get everything we do through May 1st for $120. Daily best bets. Unlimited access to the betting splits. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sign up now. What an offer. May 1st, $120. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Great job, fellas. You know, Paula, you could spend just uh, every waking minute on sports betting apps looking at the menus because they're so big. This is from uh, Cash is My Friend on Twitter. He turned off that game last night, the FIU Sam Houston State game. It was 10 nothing five minutes ago, second quarter. He bet, will each team score a touchdown? And a field goal in each half. It was 50 to 1. He woke up, bam, it was a winner. Wow. Oh, what a feeling. How about an 0 16 favorite? How about yeah, that? Right. I mean, that's, you know, the, the transition as you're going, moving up to Division I football now, but certainly sure. it hasn't bothered James Madison and uh, Jacksonville State, but Sam Houston, 0 uh, 7 now. So a little bit more here, too, on uh, total so far in the NFL. And uh, what has been the cause of it? This is a really good tweet. Just breaking down the overall numbers. Hayden Winks on Twitter. The 2023 NFL offenses since 2010. So go back to last, you know, this is the 14th year. Offensive TDs, 14th out of 14. Passing touchdowns, same. Field goals, first. So, Paulie, to your point in the first segment today, it's red zone success. It's the lowest red zone touchdown rate, 53% since 2011, down 5% over the last half decade. And again, to, to us, it comes down to like imagination and what these, the play calling yep. in the NFL. Yep. And you look at this stuff all the time. You're like this, where are you coming up with this crap? And I'm going to go for it, fourth and goal from the four. You know, yeah. I'm going to turn down the points. I'm going to go for it. I'm bad on fourth down. The play calling's atrocious. Add it all up under city. Right. I mean, it's a, it's go. a, it's a been a killer so far. That's why I think some of this stuff is going to go back the other way at some point. Look no further. I mean, we brought up the Seahawks game on on Monday. They were living in the red zone against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. They couldn't convert uh, in the second half. And uh, that Ravens Titans game was an abomination. If he had yeah. the over. Well, I'm not so sure. I, I mean, I can't wait to talk to Lou tomorrow. But between weather scenarios, we're going to get these teams that continue on these great runs. Look at the look at the graphic here. Saints six and zero. Raiders Atlanta. 
uh, Baltimore, Minnesota, five and one. The question will be, are we going to see every Monday now where the screens are just going to light up like the 4th of July and it's just going to bam on, you know, how low are these totals going to go? Yeah. And, and people going to, I mean, are we going to be getting the fit 35s on a regular basis? Are we yeah. going to see 36s in a regular? I mean, how low can this total go in the bear game? You have wind and you might have O'Connell against uh, Badgett. So. Sure. Like that's, it feels like it's pretty early in the season to have back-to-back wind games like across. I mean, that happened. It was commonplace last week. And so far in the games this week, it looks like we're going to have some heavy wind as well uh, in a bunch of those games. Mm. I just, I also don't think it's, it, we're far from the golden age at quarterback play here in the league. Yeah, I, well, the guys who are at the very top, I mean, Allen's yeah. been dinged up now. Burrow clearly is not the same guy. They're, the Chargers are absolutely wasting Justin Herbert. You know, there are plenty of examples of guys who should be lighting the world on fire at quarterback, and they're just, they're not doing it. Mahomes is having a down year this year. Sure is. So when that's happening, you know yeah. the league is thrown for a loop. Mm-hmm. Yep. The one guy who seems to be, you know, low-scoring game proof or defensive proof would be Tua in this offense with the Dolphins. They're going nuts every single week. Well, there's Mr. Creativity there, though, as yeah, well. Yeah. So what a shot in the army to get Ramsey back. May not play for a month, but at least Ramsey back at practice. Again, That's but isn't that another crazy thing this year? The reporting the guys out until December. Yeah. Is he? Cause he's now that 21 day window is he can come back and play. Like you said, he's not going to play this week, but he's now eligible. That window's open for him to come back and play. And if that guy's going to be healthy, it's exactly what the dolphin, yeah. uh, the dolphins defense needs. Yeah. Cause it has been, that part of the team has not been pretty so far. So uh, up next, we have two major league baseball playoff games on the docket today and I'll tell you that if home road splits mean anything this time of year, which they very well might not, uh, but if they do, it's not going to be pretty. We'll run down the numbers for you coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You can check out future events as well. We're trying to help you uh, be a smarter, better year-round. Check it out every game, vcin.com. All right, so game one today of the two baseball games that we get in the playoffs here of the LCS uh, Phillies, Diamondbacks. This is Suarez versus Fox. Is this going to be Philadelphia West today? Yes. Uh, and shame on the fans in Arizona. Um, boy, they're really behind you in Phoenix. The get-in price is $6. Tickets huh. plummeted after the Game 2 loss. It was as low as... It was $15, and then now all the way down. It's $6 to get into the game today. Come on. Come on. Be better so, than this. Yeah. So, uh, just a fiasco. Uh how they've turned on their team now after a couple losses and getting blown out. So uh, I know Philly fans, there'll be plenty of them out there, and they try to uh, get ready to get the broom out. But it's uh, who, who can you slow down in this offense? And I can't imagine it goes well for Fott today. I don't think it's going to, Paul. Recorded outs, 11.5. Strikeout prop, 3.5. Give me Turner over. Give me the, you know, Harper's $2 to get a hit. Maybe you don't want to do that. But again, every game, Trey Turner, one and a half total bases. Trey Turner to get two hits. You know, the, the Schwarber stuff, uh, you know, the, the Castellanos, it seems these guys go deeper, extra base hit every single game. So this incredible run since June 2nd when they put Schwarber in the uh, in the leadoff spot, this team's been a freight train here. And I definitely, go, can, I definitely can back Suarez, too. As he's been solid. Do you want to play the year fee today? The run in the first inning, yes yeah. to that. It's been Phillies have been on fire with this bet. I think it's six and two now uh, in the playoffs oh, so good far. Call. Okay, yeah. And they they right. seemingly hit a home run in every first inning as well. Okay. So the numbers here for Fott, it's not good overall. I mean, for example, when he pitches away from home, his ERA on the year was five point oh four. How about when Fott is at home again today? Probably going to be a lot of pro Philly in that crowd. In ten starts on the season, two and five record a whopping 6.46 ERA at home. The whip goes from 1.2 on the road to 1.63 at home. That'll tell you how awful this guy was 
where he's pitching at today throughout the season. Does that mean any, anything today? Uh, maybe he doesn't. All I know is he's taking on an absolute machine right now on offense. Yep, everyone's I don't dialed. care where he pitches, yep. where the game's played. That's right. And if, if look how it went for Gallon and Kelly, especially Gallon. Every mistake is getting deposited in the yes. bleachers. Yep. That's the big thing, how they're locked in. And that is contagious. So and let me flip also, it, by they, the way. They can look at this. Sorry, they, we can, they can look at this knowing, I think we're going to have a long series in the American League. But as Jensen Lewis said, the Phillies get get the broom out and get a week off and just sit back and relax. And by the way, at Circa, they make the Phillies a dollar twenty-five against either team in the World Series. Oh, they do. Doesn't matter who they Doesn't play. Matter. On the road against the Rangers, at home against the Astros. And yep. this so one more thing on this. Suarez, by the way, as long as they're doing the home road splits on the year, Suarez at home this year in twelve starts had an ERA of five point four five. Ooh, not good. In ten road starts, his ERA was two point seven five. So he was better, allowed five fewer home runs, 22 fewer earned runs when he was on the road. Uh, his Ks per nine were also lower on the road, but overall he was a better pitcher on the road. And now look at what the guy's been like. He, this, this guy has been uh, maybe the most important player to the Phillies' like staff in the entire playoffs. Because Wheeler and Nola can be really good. It's beyond that, like, what are you going to get? Well, Suarez has been, he's given him more than you could ever anticipate. Game one against Atlanta was uh, massive, huge. Yeah, you beat Strider. You know, and I know the bullpen came in early and was great, but I mean, you shut down Atlanta in that game, and it's a big reason why you won the series. So again, I have this hot team that's only lost once in the amazing comeback by Atlanta, or they'd be perfect. Yep. Um, and I, I think the start here is big. Can Arizona get off to a lead? Can they get the crowd involved? Can they play with a lead? Because, I mean, if Fott falls behind and then you're throwing an opener tomorrow, mm-hmm. oh, boy. I mean, at some point, they just might look around and say, we're overmatched. We won 84 games. It was fun. But uh, these guys are too damn good. I think a, a matchup here, and it's, you know, they have nobody to blame but themselves, like a Brewers-Phillies matchup would have been much more enticing, right, with their no pitching. Doubt. No I mean, doubt. You, I mean, to throw out Fott in Game 3 and then to go with an opener in Game 4 of the playoffs. Yes, I mean, you, you, this is what wow. you have to do in the NLCS. Yes, right. And you're throwing a guy with an ERA of six, and you're coming behind that with an opener. And you were lined up to play it however you would like because you swept going into the series. The other game, uh, nice call by you yesterday. You liked Javier. You wanted nothing to do with Max. And if you played those, we talked about maybe getting involved in some of those uh, same-game parlays, fading Max, like everything cash yesterday. And again, as we talked about, how, how can they go back to that guy? But you think Bochy would in a Game 7. Yes, I do. Oh, man. That would be a big mistake. Big mistake. Totally to agree. Uh, today, Haney is going for the Rangers. Jose Abreu, uh, for what it's worth, in 19 at-bats, has four home runs off this guy in his series, uh, in his life. That, that's a very small sample size. But do you anticipate the Astros to get another one here and yes, tie it up at two apiece? Right back with the Astros. And then tomorrow becomes enormous. And then you're going Verlander and, and Montgomery again. Yeah, that's right. Which can, can Montgomery keep this up? But... So now it's 54 and 30 on the road. Dusty Baker didn't even have it. It has no explanation for it. Why so good on the road and awful at home. But this year at Texas, 8, 13, 14, 12, 5, 5, 12 runs. Pretty good. And what they did yesterday again, and I'll tell you, if they continue to pitch to Alvarez, and I think they will, right back with the Alvarez props, over one and a half bases. Let's lay to get a hit again. Uh, anything you want with Alvarez, they continue to pitch to him. And I just, th- this team is so good on the road. And I don't trust, he, he, he's, resp- he, he's the reason they're here, Haney. He doesn't shut out Seattle on that Saturday afternoon game. Mm. They missed the playoffs. And then he you know he did the start against Baltimore as well. But I, I, I can't get there with Haney. And I, I would think, I think Houston's going to go off tonight offensively as well. And this thing's going to be tied at two. Abreu, like I said, has good numbers here off Haney, as does Jose Altuve who found his stroke last night. He went deep, 37 career at-bats. He has 12 hits, uh, two of those for home runs. It's a 324 batting average. Now, what do you want to do with Simeon? Because he has good numbers off tonight, started for the Astros, 381 career average, where he has eight hits and 21 at-bats, including three home runs. And as our buddy Jensen Lewis also pointed out, Mm -hmm. if you can bet the fire bets or the first plate appearance or the first pitch, Marcus Simeon loves to swing at the first pitch. So I I would want... I want what what recorded outer base hit first pitch. He's going to swing at it, so it's right. That's right, it. yeah, yeah. So whatever those prices are, he's going to be hacking from the get go. Yes, he will. 
That's it. It happens in a lot of his plate appearances, and you can bet this stuff. It's like yesterday, the Alvarez thing in the first plate appearance. That's how it was labeled walk slash hit by pitch. So if you bet that as high as seven to one is what I saw, that's a winner then, because he did not he did not technically walk for the game, but that was a winning bet and the first step back because he got hit. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying get cute. I'm just saying base hit. Oh no no first I understand pitch, yeah base yeah hit right yeah because he'll he'll be up there hacking. So uh, what, what do you think? Where are you where are you at here? This is huge. This one's enormous today. I mean, they tie this thing at two now. No, I'm kind of with you, know? you with and the Astros you, winning this game. You come right, you come Verlander behind. Problem is, is game six. What are you going to get out of Valdez? I mean, he's been awful. But you have to love the Astros in a game seven between who would Texas throw and, and Javier's finding a way to get it done. And yeah. it's not just what happened last night again. As we mentioned, Scherzer, seven earned game one last year against the Padres in game one mm-hmm. boot off the mound in New York roughed up when he was with the Dodgers here with all this time off and he was terrible last night as well so suddenly I would I would look at a Dunning Perez duo or or something like that in a game seven Do you know how big Dunning was for this team throughout the year oh, it's great and I love that I love when I, they I, went with Dunning and then Perez behind him that they did several times I, but I would much rather have Dunning in a game seven than Scherzer I think that's where Bochy's making a huge mistake where he's, he's only going on what Max Scherzer has been like throughout his entire career. Dane Dunning was humongous for the Texan Ra- uh, Rangers in big spots this year. So I would have to look at that saying, you know what, uh, I can trust you, Max. I don't know. I mean, and you're back from an injury. Nothing was uh, going in his direction last night. By the way, the total here is nine and a half. Yep. Like last night we saw runs, and as you pointed out right there, you can expect like the Astros lineup shows up on the road. Yeah, both pitchers recorded outs 11 and a half, and the strikeout props are uh, three and a half as well. Your quitty's two and a half, Haney's three and a half. Uh, Haney, three and a half under minus 160. Well, how quick they're. So, uh, what's the leash like tonight? I would think with both guys, it, get them out of the. If there's trouble, get them out. I think that's going to happen. And because you have to have confidence, a ton of confidence in both starters tomorrow. Agreed. Verlander will go deep. Montgomery should go deep. Yeah. and But l- listen to those props again. Mm-hmm. Outs, 11 and a half for each. So can they even get to the, you know, can they finish four innings? The b- books are well aware of this. If there's any, I mean, that's totally baked into the number, right? I it, can't I can't get past uh, Alvarez over one and a half bases plus money. I can't believe that. How dialed just, in this guy is. I can't he believe He got robbed of a home run. Oh, yeah. He had yeah. Two, ba- two hits, and then he got hit by a pitch. Right. I can't believe so. they're still pitching to him. I yeah, that too. As we pointed out yesterday, yeah. the reason why we like the walk so much is because Max was back and he's going right at him. Big mistake. Uh, they had a chance to go up 3-0 and they go with Mad Max. That's, that could come back and haunt him. It really could. No doubt. Let's follow the money here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. We'll look at uh, some teaser options this week in the NFL because uh, they are loaded across the board. Which ones make sense? Which ones don't? We'll run them down for you next here on Beeson. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. 
It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket 200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use promo code FOLLOW when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. How about some uh, teasable games this week in the NFL? Uh, right now, this is a, a game for tonight that you don't want to tease because the Saints are one. And what you want to do with those uh, long teasers, again, is you want to get past a couple of numbers. And so, for example, if the Saints go to one and a half, if you want to uh, tease Jacksonville up, you'd be going through three and through seven, catching seven and a half points on a two-team six-point teaser at that point. But other legs that we have uh, potentially this week, Paulie, with, and we'll tie in the totals here as well. I mentioned before, the Falcons-Buccaneers got down to as low as 36 and a half yesterday, back to 38 now today. But you can tease the Falcons up to eight and a half against the Buccaneers. Any interest? Hmm. That one's tough because I can't get there with Ritter. Atlanta's on an 0-5 ATS run here now as well. Um, Mayfield, 3-9 ATS is a favorite uh, in the division in his career. That was – should be a low-scoring game. I'll I'll have to go along with you on that one. I think so, too. I I will hate myself if he throws three picks again, though. Yeah. It it seems to me like Atlanta is going to play in based on their schedule again, and they have a pretty good defense, you know, good weapons to work with, nice running game. It feels like Atlanta plays in a close game every single time they take the field, and that could be a common theme this year, where they're just incapable of blowing most teams out because of the quarterback play, and yet they're okay enough uh, on defense to keep the offense in it, and then they're going to take time off the clock and maybe some long possessions as well. Yep. Remember, Ritter, all-time 0-10 ATS first half. Yeah, yep. Uh, you could get the Colts up to eight and a half against the Browns. Total of forty in this game. It'd be Minshew against the unknown status of Deshaun Watson. He had no answers yesterday. When are you playing? I oh, don't know. Yeah. What is going on here? He was all over the map yesterday. Yes. I don't know. So we could this... see him Sunday. We might see him two weeks down the road. Don't know. I don't understand it. Because he played in the game, and then with the bye, and then you thought they they were under the assumption he was going to play, and then they had to put DTR out there, too. Right. So, in any event, the fact that they have a winning record uh, with everything they've had to deal with as far as the injuries and the turnovers is nothing short of spectacular and astonishing. I mean, they're 3-2. and two, They're minus 8 in the turnover margin. To think about that. Right. So, uh, I, I this, is, this screams under. Because how conservative they should be. Stefanski, take it easy, will you? Throw in a ball backed up with Walker? Use your head. Come on. But they should be conservative with Walker, and I love this defense. How can you not? I mean, after the Niners go down to field to start, certainly there were injuries, but uh, the the Cleveland defense is nasty. Paul, I I don't think that's going to change much. Go back to the Christmas Day game a couple of years back. They had the Packers on the ropes at Lambeau Field, and they were running Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt at like eight yards per carry. And that was the day that Mayfield could have had six INTs. Let's just keep throwing the football. Yeah, but this is not going to go well for Minshew. I mean, he's going to turn it over and you can move it against the Colts. But certainly you got to get Watson back here. Yeah, a couple things here. I don't know how often I can actually have the Browns on a ticket if it's going to be P.J. Walker at um, at quarterback or DTR. But also, like you said, the defense is so good. They're gonna, it's going to keep them in every game this year. I like that he was throwing it up to Cooper. Which, bad job by the Cowboys to let him go. But Cooper had some great catches in that win. Throw it up there. Let him make a play. I'm all for it. You want to tease the Bills down to two? Absolutely. I already did. I already did. And I played the under. There's weather. It could be windy as well. Biggest dog for the Belichick at home since Brady's first start. They were getting 11 against Peyton Manning. That's where we're at now. Nine-point dogs at home. Already teased it. Already played it. Uh, Allen... And the Bills get right. 
and you, you just can't get there with anything New England looks at and tries to do offensively. And it's just, it, I would like to see a quarterback change in this game too. Just uh, enough. Just put, just come out and just bench the guy mm-hmm. and either put Zappy or Cunningham or Greer in there and just be done with this Mac Jones. Was this part of that three-team teaser you bet yes, earlier in the yes, week? Yes. Okay. I have this with Seattle and Alabama, but then I, uh, I also I played the game under too. I like what Ross Tucker was telling us yesterday. He was, uh, as he said, wheeling these teasers together in the NFL. I don't mind that idea at all. I think there are a lot of good options this week, and this would be one of them. How about Giants plus eight or eight and a half against the Commanders, total of 39? Now, it looks like the offensive line across the board for the Giants shaking up now this week. I love the NFL. I won't watch two seconds of this. I don't want any part of this. You know, and I I like that what what they did with Taylor and chewing the clock. And, you know, they should have won that game against Buffalo. But we'll see what happens with Danny Dimes. But I just I I want no part of this game at all. You know, we were kicking this wrong during the break. You asked me what it's going to be like if we get two teams in the NFC South in the playoffs, which is realistic right now. Sure. I came back and I said, uh, maybe a team like the Commanders can get in. That would make it three teams in the playoffs, in theory, from the NFC East. You get three from there. You get the Lions. You get the South winner. That's five. You get probably two teams from the West. Is that fair? Yep. 49ers and the Seahawks, and then there you go. Seattle's good. Gino has to play better. Seattle's a playoff team. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that seven seed could be, oh boy. I mean, it could be. Not a, pretty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of Seattle, you can tease them down to two against the Cardinals. The total here in the game is 44 and a half. Yep. The news yesterday where Kyler Murray is going to be coming back and he's going to be practicing at some point here soon. With really Arizona. like Seattle. Really like Seattle bounce back at home. Gino's got to get, uh, play better. Uh, better, again, like most teams, get better in the red zone. But I think, again, this is, this is the same type of performance every game out of Arizona on the road. Hang in there, and then the wheels come off, mm-hmm. right? And you saw that last week as the Rams ran them out in the second half. Yeah, and no James Conner to run the football, who was having a nice year for this Cardinals team. That's going to be a killer for the offense as well. Broncos up to 7.5 against the Packers with a total of 45 here. What did I see now? Uh, if you, you're, coming, you're, you're favored off the bye, it's like 60-some percent going back. So that points to Green Bay with this spot. But, yeah, you know, same thing. I can't. I don't trust anyone here. I mean, it's the Packers should win this game, but I can't do it. No, there, there are many other games to bet on. As I said yesterday, this one uh, is not going to be part of it for me this week. And you could, in theory, if you would like, tease the Dolphins. Now, money coming in on the Eagles yesterday to push this number on Sunday night up to uh, Philly 2.5. So you could grab the Dolphins plus 8.5. But the total in this game in the low 50s, around 51.5 or 52. I would stay away from teasing this one. Too high of a total. Mm-hmm. Don't want to get involved. Means there could be a ton of points obviously scored. And a lot of that could be coming from the Philadelphia side. And I would tease the Monday night game. 49ers getting good news. Looks like a lot of these guys will play. And it's just, it was Minnesota won, but it was bad offensively. Issues moving the ball against Chicago. We thought Addison would have a big game. What do you have, 20 yards? I mean, it's against that defense. Mm-hmm. Number one, they're going to harass Kirk all game. He'll probably turn it over, and I think Purdy gets right as well. I mean, it was I'm not going to put that on him last week. He's losing guys uh, all over the place, and then he takes them in, and Moody can't make a kick. So, Yep. I would say my three favorite teasable games on the board this week, Seattle against uh, Arizona, the Bills against the Patriots, and the Falcons against the Buccaneers. All right. Have you played anything college? I'm with Brad Powers coming up, but I, I played the Penn State game under. Okay. I played the Alabama game under. I don't think Tennessee's going to be able to move it against Alabama. I mean, they couldn't do it against A&M. And uh, there's, some, there's some other juicy games coming up there as well, and then we'll see that Iowa total's down to 31 now. Well, haven't played too much this weekend yet. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a heavy card for me this weekend in college football. Uh, betting some of this midweek stuff has been okay. The Jacksonville State game the other night, nice result. Good one tonight. Yeah. James Madison at Marshall. Um, so this team could go 12-0 and on the season and they'd be left out of a bowl. Yeah, not only can you go 12-0, and 0, let's say they go 11-1. and 1. Forget about playing in your conference title game. You can't even go to a bowl game with this stupid transition thing. I mean, this is like their, what is this, their third or fourth year now where they've come into yeah, Division One. I? I mean, this the, is, what? The rule takes four years for a team to become eligible. Who came up with this idea? You can't even play in a bowl? I don't know. That might factor in with it. I don't know how. They, this might be their Super Bowl now. You're 6-0 and 0 and you're on national TV? 
I don't know. I mean, this this mm. doesn't make any. It's the same thing for Jacksonville State. What are they? Seven and two, six and two. I mean, it's the same they're thing. They're a they're nice not, season. Yeah, they can't play in a bowl game. But this is even more egregious because James Madison might be the best team in that conference. Might be. Can't even play in the conference title game. Yeah. Well, they still got to play App State and Coastal. Well, so no, I know. We'll see, but, but that's right. They're they're doing a good job of like, right. like taking teams apart. It's a hell of a program. It is. And to come in like this and to uh, basically um, dominate might be a strong word, but it's it's teetering that way anyway for them. I think Oregon's laying too much, though. Don't you think? You just think they're going to come out with their hair on fire and but 20 points. I know Ward's been bad the last couple of weeks and now it appears school's out, you know, rush, rush three, drop eight. But um, that's I, a lot of points. I could also see Dan Lanning being pissed off and this guy running up the score if he has a chance to do so. OK, you know, he's got that in him. They well, they always did, did well there under Leach. Remember that. Yeah. that, that they never had any problems going in there playing well and, uh, and getting wins. This is VSIN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan Lebetard, and Ross Tucker. Follow the Money has two more hours coming up on VSIN. And at the top of the hour, Nigel Seeley is going to join the show, uh, show. We'll try to get you some winners in soccer this week. Nigel is going to make the case for some huge dogs this week. Find out who he likes next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.